Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us on the Thrive Bites podcast. This is season four, and we're so excited for you to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Colin Zhu, double boarded in family and lifestyle medicine, and I interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform. And we talk about plant-powered living, emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And this season, we're taking it live, we're taking it on multiple platforms, and we're taking it as a Q&A discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests. So we're super stoked about this, and please remember to like and subscribe down below, and we will see you. Welcome to the next episode. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, this is the Thrive Bites uh, podcast, and we're already on the 101st uh, episode um, of the series. Um, and uh, I can't wait uh, to showcase this episode. Um, and I'm going to introduce the next speaker. Um, Today, we're going to be being green and cooking green today. So um, I want to uh, uh, share this bio. Um, her name is uh, Amy uh, Tassano. Um, I, hopefully, I pronounced that uh, correctly. And uh, her bio, um, I love you know, what she does. In 2012, Amy and her husband, Rick, uh, they adopted a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And between the two of them, They've lost over 130 pounds. Definitely, definitely applause. They're no longer on any prescription medications and have normalized their blood pressure, cholesterol, and triglycerides. And they've also eliminated digestive issues, sinus infections, and migraines. And so Amy um, uh, is now a, a speaker. She's a, uh, you know, a coach, um, and she interviews fabulous guests um, herself on her uh, platforms um, and uh, podcasts and channel um, herself as well. So without further ado, please welcome uh, Amy. Hello. <laughs> Hello and greetings, Dr. Zhu. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Let me uh, zoom in a little bit. Okay, there she is. Um, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming aboard and uh, sharing your experiences. And uh, I know we're going to be cooking today, so I am super, super, super stoked. Um, you know, I, um, I was very, very, uh, privileged to be on your, uh, you know, kind of a platform and channel. And, uh, now we're doing a kind of switcheroo. So, um, I, for those of the audience that don't know who you are, let's go back, you know, take them back a little bit of like an origin story of how someone got from uh, point A to point B. And can you just give us a snippet on, you know, your health and weight loss journey that you and your husband embarked on and how did you get to this point? Oh, sure. I'd love to. And actually, I was telling Colin in the green room that I prepared a little bit of a slideshow so that I could show you pictures because I think pictures just speak volumes of what we have done. So back in 2012, as Colin was telling you, we were overweight between the two of us. We could have had over 130 pounds more than we should have been. But I thought that we were eating a healthy lifestyle. We if we did go out to eat or fast food, I think I always made sure that I had diet drink and I put my dressing on the side. Uh, when I had things, I didn't hardly eat red meat. And if I had chicken, I always took the skin off. 
So I was really thought that I was being very careful. And I even exercised. But year after year, the pounds just kept creeping on. Uh, my husband, Rick, he was on blood pressure medicine and cholesterol medications. And both of us had all kinds of things in our genes, like rheumatoid arthritis, heart disease, diabetes, all kinds of horrible things that were coming down the pipe for us. And I was really worried because our numbers were just creeping up, even though they were prescription medications, they were not really solving the problem. So one day I saw Dr. Herman on PBS and I kept watching it whenever I had the chance. And Rick said, oh, just go ahead and, and make the purchase, donate to the station and get the book and, and, and the materials, and which I did. But when I before I bought it, I said to Rick, if I do this, once I learn this, I'm not going to be able to unlearn it. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'm willing to try this with you, but only if it tastes good. So that's what we did. And he really does love to cook. And in the beginning, it didn't really taste very good because we followed Dr. Furman's protocol, which is SOS free. So it's not just whole food plant-based, it's SOS free, which means no added sugar, oil, or salt, or you could put a little bit of salt in, in your diet, but very keep it down to a minimum. And so in the beginning, our taste buds did not really adapt. Things just did not taste good at all. And so Rick got a hold of some recipes and, and there wasn't as much support back then in 2012, but he tweaked these recipes that he found and he did, he made healthy taste delicious. So within a year, <laughs> between the two of us, we dropped on over 130 pounds. And Rick had had some elective surgery that he had done on shoulders and arms. So he wasn't even exercising throughout that whole time. He was basically sitting in a recliner healing from each surgery. And I continue to exercise like I had been all along, but I don't attribute my weight loss to the exercise. I think that but I did get more stamina, so that was pretty good. But I really know, because Rick is, of course, a testimony to that, that it didn't require exercise to lose the weight. So I made it my mission that I was going to learn as much about this lifestyle as possible. So I was driving everybody crazy talking about it. And so my daughter said, oh, just make a website so you can tell other people about it, because we've already heard it many times. And I decided to meet all the rock stars that I could. So we went on different cruises and different events, speaking events. And we were able to meet, and there's even more people that I met, but we were just able to meet all these great people, read their books, listen to their podcasts, watch their videos. And every day, that's what I was doing. And I just really became fascinated with the science behind the lifestyle and seeing how much it changed me, it changed Rick, and it was doing so much benefit for us that we, I really just wanted to share it with more people. And, you know, they say that genes load the gun and diet and lifestyle pull the trigger. Well, I don't worry about genes now that I fit in my skinny jeans. And that is a picture of the year later where we were going through our clothes and <laughs> tried to tell, and I told Rick, I said, we have to get rid of these clothes. And he had his favorite sweatshirt that we are both wearing in that picture. Wow. <laughs> and, I love and it. I, yeah, he didn't want to get rid of it because it was a sentimental uh, football team. And my daughter was passing by the room as we were trying on clothes. And I said, it's too big for you. And he said, come here. And so I, I, I put my head underneath it and I popped up. I said, look, it fits both of us. And then she 
saw that and she wanted to take a picture. But, you know, I always tell people now that we read plant-based and released all that weight, we are a lot closer. And so now I can finally get my arms around him and, and both of my hands can clasp where before I couldn't even, because of both of us, I couldn't fit my arms around him. So it was just, it's just a wonderful thing. And things are just getting so great. But now he told me that if I ever fit into my wedding gown again, that he, we would renew our vows. And that thing had about 16 buttons. And I was so nervous when I went to try it on, thinking, because a zipper goes up a lot easier than buttons. But they did. And so for our 31st wedding anniversary, we renewed our vows and I was in my wedding dress that I never thought I'd ever get back into again. And it was it was just wonderful because it, it almost felt like we, we turned back the clock, you know? So uh, then I said, I want to make a plant-based group in our in our area. And you just never seem to meet people that do this, but I just put it out there on the internet and we found people that were either already adopting the lifestyle or were very interested in it. And we had a really great time gathering together. We had guest speakers and we shared food together. We even had potluck dinners. One of our guest speakers showed us how to hula hoop. I mean, we just had a lot of fun things going on, and the group kept growing, and they kept bringing in more and more people. And it's, I really encourage people, if it, even if you can't meet in person, you can find things online, like with Dr. Zhu, he has things, and I have things. We have ways of getting on social media, at least, and getting together with like-minded people, because I really encourage you to do that, to get to get the community support. So... And at these meetings, sometimes I would do recipe demos, kind of like what I'm going to be doing for you today. And then we had, and that's my husband Rick in the background, we had invitations to do our demonstrations at other events as well. So I did that, and all along the way, I became a pod leader for Plant Cure Communities Pod Network. And anybody can be a pod leader. There's no cost. So you can, if you ever want information about that, you can just go on their Plant Cure Communities website. And we do things virtually as well. So, but we just did these recipes. And the recipes that I like to do are called, hey, I can make that. So, <laughs> because I'm not really the principal cook. And I was telling Dr. Zoo earlier, Rick, he took over the kitchen and he is making healthy, taste delicious, even without the sugar, oil, and salt. So I decided there has to be something that I can make and feel comfortable in the kitchen. And I'm talking to you, Dr. Zubi, because you're a chef, you know, so you are very familiar with the kitchen and very comfortable. So I have different recipes that I make that are don't have too many ingredients and they're not so hard to make. And I really think that that's something that people who are in a hurry to eat and prepare their food or people who aren't familiar with the kitchen, I think that that can be really helpful. So I made videos doing it. I have them on my YouTube. I have the recipes on my BeGreenWithAmy.com website. So, and everything's free because I really believe in this lifestyle and I want to share it with the world. And I'm really appreciative that you have me on your broadcast so that I can do that. So then I decided I want to meet these rock stars on my Be Green With Amy Live. So I have Be Green With Amy Live and it's on YouTube and it's also on my Facebook page, Be Green With Amy. And there have been, I just today, 
I just did my uh, 200th episode, so I've got more coming. And I've met so many wonderful plant-based doctors, dietitians, and just regular people like me who have just found good health. And it really is so inspiring. And every person that I've interviewed has so many special qualities about them. Like for you, Dr. Zhu, you're in there too. You know, you're a chef and you do so many other things that are interesting. You're traveling and there's just so many interesting things to learn about people. And it just seems that a lot of people who gravitate toward this lifestyle really have a lot of things that they're interested in doing and, and they really want to take advantage of what life has to offer. So it's just been really wonderful. And you guys can just go on the Be Green with Amy YouTube. You can see my interview with Dr. Zhu because he did a cooking demo on my show, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so then I've been invited. Well, Chef AJ, I've been on her show with my husband Rick three times. We've done recipe demos for her. And now I'm here with you. So I put you in my slideshow too, which is really oh, nice. exciting. <laughs> so, and then people say, oh, do you have a cookbook? So we put together a cookbook. Now it is plant-based and it's SOS-free, which means there's no sugar, oil, or salt. But if you like flavor, you're, you're, this cookbook is for you. And because sometimes, especially when you're going without sugar, oil, and salt, sometimes it can taste a little bland. So if you if you do, if you like bland, this may not be the cookbook that you like. But it is available for pre-order on my deepgreenwithamy.com website. Now, I did tell you that I exercised before. I adopted this lifestyle, but I could not do the things that you see in this picture now. I couldn't do a bridge. I couldn't do the splits. Now, I'm not a gymnast, so I don't have perfect form, but the the strength and endurance that I achieved by adopting this lifestyle enabled me to work my way up to these things. It didn't happen overnight, but I just kept going, and I, and I just really was determined that if I did these things, that eventually, and eventually it just kept getting stronger and more flexible. And I really don't think that, <laughs> that back in 2012, well, obviously I was exercising, I, I couldn't do these things at all. So it really, I'm not a marathon runner like some of the people that do the plant-based lifestyle will tell you they do 5Ks and ultras and things like that. But in my own way, I have definitely improved in my stamina and my strength. And so I really feel like I'm younger now than I was in, back in 2012. So if you adopt this lifestyle or if you have already done it, but you really think you should take it up a notch and, and go in even stronger, I really recommend that you do that. Um, on my website, BeGreenWithAmy.com, like I said, there's a lot of free recipes and so forth. And today I wanted to offer all of you that are watching, and you can share it with your friends too. If you want to have five free recipes sent to you, if you just go to my website, BeGreenWithAmy.com slash join, then you'll get them. And you'll also get to see some other, other pictures that I have included in this particular slideshow. And I hope that it will be helpful to you because I really do want to spread the message that this lifestyle, it is, it is so wonderful. It can help you get off your medications. It can help you turn back the, the clock and... And there's just so many wonderful things that, and benefits that you can achieve by being having this lifestyle. And this is a tagline that my daughter made up for me, and I really think it's so cool. And, and Dr. Zhu, actually, at the end of each of my live shows, when I have a guest, I do this tagline with my guests, and it is, be strong, be well, 
and he dreamed. And that's <laughs> we did that together when you were on yes. the show. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that's my story. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll definitely put um we'll definitely put uh you know all the different links and uh you know that that hyperlink to the free recipes in the show notes um after the show. So um so everyone can get um, a hold of it. Um, I love the presentation. Thank you so much for putting that together. Um, my immediate question, um, you know, when I was looking at the exercises, you know, the poses and the stretches and, and stuff like that, you said that what I found interesting was that you said that, uh, were you athletic before or did you, did you do any type of like sports growing up? No, I grew up in New York city mm -hmm. and they, they, we didn't even have a football field in our in our high school. It was a, like a parking lot. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in the land of concrete. There really wasn't much opportunity for anything yep. like that. So no, I was I was not active, and so there wasn't YouTube that I could find things to do <laughs> back then. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I did like to go out dancing. I, I mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing that I did like to do. But no, I didn't. I used to think, oh, you know, I really wish I could do the splits because it'd be really cool, but I guess I'm just not flexible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but what I found really interesting was that you said that you, when you made the transition and you lost all that weight and you said during the presentation, you know, you wouldn't have been able to do it, um, you know, those poses and stretches had you not, you know, I guess the question is, is that was it because of the physical weight that felt like, you know, you wouldn't have been able to kind of maneuver or is it because you had more energy? Like, what was it about, um, I guess, to transition and having, you know, that, um, I guess, that health milestone that allowed you to do those, you know, different types of stretches and poses? Yeah, uh, well, I definitely think it was the additional weight. Now, for me, it was about 30, 35 pounds. I'm a petite woman. So when I gain five pounds, it looks like 20 because I'm, mm. I'm, so for me, even though that doesn't, for some people, they say, wow, gee, if I was just 30 pounds overweight, life would be great. But when you're petite, it's a lot, it's because it doesn't have it anywhere to go. So, so it's a lot more. So yes. And so just having the, the like to do that bridge pose for, for the, the upside down push up to have this, the strength to just hold myself up in that pose or even get myself up into that pose. I, I didn't have it, even though I was I was there, I was doing Zumba, but I was getting winded all the time. So my endurance wasn't there. I couldn't. There was only just so much I could do at once because I was my arteries were getting clogged up, and I was just and the, and the weight. So there's just only so much I could do at once. So there's only so far that that I could go. Mm -hmm. And I really, so I think it was kind of a combination of both. Okay. Okay. Good. And we know that, you know, for some, a lot of people, it gives them back their energy. You know, they feel less lethargic, feel less fatigue. Um, so that's always great. I mean, you know, you look like a rock star doing those. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, so okay. let's, go ahead. No, no, I was saying, uh, no, let, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that in between meals, before I went to this lifestyle, I couldn't go for maybe two, maybe three hours the most. And then I would start feeling shaky and I would get mm. headaches and I would be cranky. So if I had to exercise, I would have to eat a meal before I could even exercise because there was no way I would be able to make it through the, the complete exercise without feeling like I was going to fall apart. And mm. now I can, I can exercise and not eat anything. 
and I can go six hours and I don't even realize, you know, oh, I, it's time to eat. I, I got so busy, I forgot. So, and I think it's, well, with Dr. Furman, he has this point, this word called toxic hunger. And, you know, and he said that when you're eating the standard American diet, in between meals, you're detoxing and you don't feel so good. Just like uh, if you need a cigarette or a drink or a drug fix, you start yeah. falling apart. And I think that that's what was happening to me. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, speaking to another guest um, or another colleague somewhere else. And, you know, as we eat healthier and your body becomes healthier, you tend, you tend to become more sensitive um, for certain things when you go back. So like, for example, whenever I drink a Coke um, and I don't drink soda anymore, you know, it just, for me, it's just super, super sweet, right? You're just like blown away. And uh, for others that just drink it like water every single day, it's kind of like, you know, they, you know, they're, they're already adapted to it. Their taste buds are already tolerated to it, you know? So, uh, but I agree with you. There's a certain amount of uh, more detoxing that the body does as we, if we allow it to, right? So that's what we're trying to achieve. Um, but I'm super excited. What do you have going on for us uh, for the recipes today? Okay. So like I said, they're both, hey, I can make that recipe. And <laughs> the first one that I'm going to make is called oatmeal date nut chia bars. And one of the reasons why I'm making it first is because it's a great breakfast. It's a great snack. It's a great dessert. And when you're a grown-up and you're plant-based, you can eat dessert. And, and you can make that your meal if you want to. So I'm going to make that first. <laughs> so what we're going to do is, the first thing I'm going to do is going to make oat flour. Now, sometimes people like to buy oat flour, but what I like to do is make it. And it's really super easy. So what I do is I take, and, and Dr. Zhu is going to put links to these recipes. So don't worry about the measurements or taking notes. Just enjoy the show and have fun. And you can just click on the links and it'll get you to the recipes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make some oat flour. So I have these rolled oats and I love this little chopper. It's just, it has only a couple of parts and it's, a, and it's electric thing and I can just chop up things real quick. So it's kind of like a mini food processor. Some people have the ones that have the full strings, but I like the hay, I can make that. So it makes it easier this way. So I'm gonna pour those rolled oats into this food processor. And then I'm just gonna pulse them a little bit until they become flour. So this has a pulse button where you can just hold it down for a long period of time. So I'm just gonna kind of pulse it. And you really don't even have to do this. You could just put the oats in the way they are. And I also have some oats that I'm going to be putting in so that I can have a little texture too. So it just kind of depends on, depends on how you like to make it. Okay. okay, I think that's good. So, and I love this thing because it just has very few moving parts. You pop it open and you just take out the blade and there's not, nothing much to it. So I have this large mixing bowl and I'm just gonna pour that flour in there. Okay, and then, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in my rolled oats. So like I said, you could just do it all rolled oats if you wanted to, but I like to have a little bit of texture going on there. All right. And then I have a little bit of baking powder. And I have some cardamom. You know, when you go plant-based, you get to try different seasonings and herbs and spices that you may not have experienced before. And, and your taste buds neuroadapt and kind of, when you eat things, you say, hmm, I wonder what that flavor is. And sometimes after you've 
been cooking enough, you can say, I detect a little cardamom in there. Just <laughs> mix it up with this a little bit of more of a level. So I'm going to put that in there. Okay. And then what the next thing I'm going to put in is ground chia seeds. I don't buy the chia seeds already ground because I think that the shelf life is better if you buy them whole. So I'll just put them in like a Nutribullet and just buzz them real quick. And so I'm going to put that in there too. So now you've got your omega-3s. You've got a lot of health, healthy things going on. And then I'm going to put in some raisins. So this is basically a kind of a dump, dump and go kind of uh, recipe. And then I'm going to put in some chopped walnuts. So you can buy chopped walnuts or if, or you can put them in the way that, that you like them. I like them a little chopped up. And one of the rookie mistakes is whenever you use a food processor, always put the blade in first because it won't work without it. And then you'll have to dump it out and do it again. So mm -hmm. that's my, my rookie tip. So here's, <laughs> <laughs> so here's my, my walnuts. Now, if you ever want to make nut butter, you can process this a much longer time and you'll get nut butter. So be careful because it could turn into nut butter and that's not what we want for this recipe. So I'm just going to pulse it a little bit. Just a little bit, a little chopped. And there's no hard and fast rules here. So if they didn't come out as chopped up as you like, it really doesn't matter because it's going to be fine. You just don't really want to turn it into a butter. So that's my walnuts there. Okay. So we've got that. I love this little food process. I even yeah, it reminds, of a, it reminds me of a spice uh, spice grinder. Yeah, exactly. And I just keep it on my counter because when I, I make a big salad every day, but I make a, enough for maybe three or four days in a row. So, but I love to just, if I wanted it, I sometimes would put fennel in here or carrots or I'll put onions if I want them to be chopped up. And it just, no more tears now, because I just put them in here. So there's a lot of things that you can put in here, to, like any kind of hard vegetable. And now, now, Amy, I have a question. Could you sure. replace the walnut with something else, or um, do you find that walnuts would be the best for this recipe? Well, you know, I'm a fan of the omega-3s, <laughs> so I do put walnuts in. But you can put in any, any walnut that you like, or if you wanted to put in seeds, because some people don't want to have nuts in their diet. So this just right. adds another le level of texture and flavor in there, but I'm just mm -hmm. a big fan of the omega-3. So I tried to, oh, they, my husband Rick is here. He, he should come on camera. He said pecans. He thinks pecans would be a really oh, good Oh, yes, yes. Pecans are great. I love pecans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So also, if you wanted to add some cinnamon in here, you could do that. That's what I like about these recipes. They're so flexible. And also because there's no cross-contamination. So anytime that you just want to mix this up and then take a little taste and say, hmm, is there something else I want to put in there? You don't have to worry about, about the cross-contamination. You could just do that. So that's what I like to do is put, now these are just the dry ingredients that I like to put in. And so then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the wet ingredients. So the first wet ingredient, oh, thank you, hon. He's always helping. Yeah. Want to say hi? <laughs> hi, <you>. Rick. Hey. <laughs> he's, he's my sous chef today. I'm always sous chef. <laughs> there you go. The roles are reversed today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the first things I, I, I have wet ingredients. So I'm going to put in some orange juice. Now, 
we don't really drink that much orange juice. So, yeah, I could probably do that. Do you want me to do that? Okay. We were going to do it in the garden next, and he said, go ahead and do it in the Ninja Blender. So you could do it in a high-speed blender, or you could just do it in this heat processor. So, but what I was saying is that we don't really drink much orange juice. That was one of the things that that I don't have anymore, because it really kind of, if you drink it as a beverage, it can really spike your insulin. But sometimes it's great for a recipe, especially desserts. So what we, what Rick came up with the idea, he said, you know what, I'm going to have one of those cans of frozen concentrated orange juice in the freezer. And if we need a recipe that calls for orange juice, we'll just make some and just make as much as we need it. So what we did was we took a cup of water and we took a big heaping tablespoon of the frozen concentrated orange juice and mixed it up. And now we have orange juice. You could also slice open an orange and, and juice that if you wanted to also. So, you know, there's different ways of, of getting around it. So that's what we did. So I'm going to put that in my little food processor or your high speed blender, whichever one you like. And then the next ingredient is date paste. We don't use sugar. We don't use artificial sweeteners. We don't use honey. We don't use maple syrup because we follow, we're new cherries and we follow Dr. Furman. Now you might want to put in other sweeteners. Go ahead and substitute if you like, but this is what we like to use. So, and what we like is we get date paste in a, in a silk hat like this, and it's already processed and mixed up together. And what Rick likes to do is, I don't know if you can see. It's very concentrated blocks, yeah. Yeah, and he'll just cut it right through the package with a knife. And then we can just put this in a Ziploc bag back in the refrigerator for the next time that we want to use dates. But you you could all, and in the recipe, I show you that you could just use regular dates if you wanted to. So this is the amount of dates that we use for this recipe. So that's the date paste. Amy, is this the same recipe? This is the same recipe or is it another recipe? Oh, I'm sorry. So this is the same recipe for the oatmeal date nut chia bars. But what I did was I had my dry ingredients here. But that's okay. going to make a chia bar. <laughs> so now I like to do the wet ingredients separately and then I'll come in. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Sorry, I didn't clarify that. Okay. So I'll put this lid on and we'll pulse this until it's... That's what I love about this little mini mini chopper because it can do so many things and it's so easy to clean up. It even has this little lid that has a flip top hole so that if you just uh, something happened and you had to run and you're in the middle of making something, you could just put this on kind of like a Tupperware thing and throw it in the refrigerator and then come back and, and do what you need to do. Very so nice. Take that, take that blade out. And then I'm just going to pour it into this bowl. And that's my wet. Mm. So then I can make the recipe complete. So I'll put that off to the side. And then all you have to do, this would be really fun to do with young children also because they could just get their hands messy and mix and chop and they, there was no knives involved. So it could be a lot of fun for them. And like I said, because you don't have to worry about eggs or any kind of cross-contamination. You can just take a spoonful of it and taste it and make sure that it's the way you like and say, oh, maybe I think I want to add more cinnamon or more or cinnamon or more cardamom or whatever it is. And so then I'm just going to mix it 
until it's well incorporated. Now you could just eat it like this if you wanted to, because, and that's, that's what's great about this lifestyle. You don't have to worry about cooking things. You can just eat it this way if, and maybe, maybe, uh, Take it on, take it on the run because you didn't have enough time to, to cook it. So now, with this recipe, I'm going to show you that I'm going to make it in a microwave. If you don't like microwaves in the recipe, I also have instruction for the oven. But like I said, it's a hey, I can make that. So it's something that I wanted to have where it was easy, the ingredients were pretty familiar, and that it didn't take long to make. So that for the people that are not too familiar with their kitchen or they don't have a lot of time, they could just have this ready and not. This is something really that you could bring over if you were invited over to someone's house and you could serve it and it doesn't look strange like some kind of weird <laughs> kind of thing, you know, because it has familiar ingredients in it. Oh, so what I wanted to say was that I had this glass baking dish and you can use it, other kind of baking dish. I'm trying to stay away from the nonstick. So what I have in here is I have a silicone baking mat here mm -hmm. that is lined with. You could also line it with parchment paper too. And mm -hmm. this way, it, it really doesn't stick too badly to the pan, but it just makes it easier to, to get mm -hmm. it out when you're ready to go. And I have, I have Rick off to the side. He's cheating. I have my husband, Rick, who's the cook of the house, and I have Chef Dr. Zoo. <laughs> no pressure. No, pr <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> Is he standing over on the side cross-armed? No, he isn't. He's like this. <laughs> no, okay, good. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Because then you look over and say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. On my podcast, we talk about eating and cooking and living from a whole foods, plant-based approach. And between my patients, clients, and my audience listeners, I get a lot of questions of, hey doc, how do I get started on how to set up a kitchen? Or what should I buy? What should I make? Is there something beyond a salad, broccoli, and a smoothie? I know in our fast-paced life and during a pandemic, it is much more challenging to be able to teach yourself and learning how to cook. And so I partner up with Listenable, who is a leader in audio educational courses that are bite-sized. And I went ahead and created a course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And in this course, I put in my best tips, tools, and tricks on everything that I've learned on how to get someone started to eating more plants, getting healthier for you and your family. I talk about how to set up your kitchen from the pantry to the fridge, to the freezer, to how to navigate the supermarket, to what kind of utensils and appliances one needs to have, to what do we need to make, how to meal prep, what kind of cooking techniques there are, and what exactly is whole foods plant-based. And I'm able to make this course over 10 lessons. Each of those lessons are less than 10 minutes long. And you'll be able to finish this in an hour. You could even do it while commuting, exercising, or even walking your dog. 
And in addition, you can choose from over 3,000 plus original audio lessons created by Well Love experts. Just use the coupon code ColinZhu, C-O-L-I-N-Z-H-U on Listenable.io and you'll be able to get 30% off a year of Listenable. So definitely check that out in the show notes and check out the course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And I'll see you there. Thanks for listening. And now back to Thrive Bites. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. No, I, 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 I no, I appreciate, I appreciate, you know, you, you, you letting us know um, that, you know, this is a recipe for, you know, all levels, you know, and, you know, we want to be able to address people from all walks of life, your transition, wherever your health and wellness journey is, especially on, on the plant-based journey. And, um, you know, there's no shaming, blaming or judgment. It's all about getting um, each one of us towards a better level of health. And uh, yeah, so I, I really appreciate that, uh, you know, you addressing, you know, all levels. So. Right. And, and so just don't be afraid. I mean, so many people are out of touch with the kitchen because of these silly dry foods. And just get in the kitchen and do things. And and it's really hard to make a mistake with these things because there's just, there's so much flavor and you can always make it into something else. If it doesn't turn out quite the way you like it, you can mix it in with something else and then it'll taste good that way. So like if this didn't turn out well, you can make a bowl of oatmeal and scoop some in to the oatmeal. Right, Rick? Yeah. <laughs> Here he is. I'm going to okay. sprinkle some because cinnamon. Because we're eating it, he wants to sprinkle cinnamon on top. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to sprinkle some cinnamon, and he dumps like half the cylinder in there. You see, it's delicious. You see, I'm, I do measuring speeds. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't dump things when he's in the kitchen and he's making recipes. I love it. Okay, he's gonna pop it in the microwave for six minutes, and that's what I love about six minutes, and then you have this delicious thing. But I'm always going with the measuring spoons and leveling it off, making sure it's okay. And he's like, well, blah, blah, blah. and when we were making the recipe book, I said to Rick, well, how much, how much ginger did you put in? How much, of, you know, whatever did you put in? He's like, I don't know. I just dumped it in. So as he was cooking. I had to get a piece of computer paper and put mm -hmm. it over the pan or the bowl or whatever he was doing. So while he was dumping, I had the paper and then I had to pour it into a measuring cup or a measuring spoon and then I could write it down. Oh, that is smart. That's very <laughs> smart. Look at you. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm too nervous to, to not measure. So that's what I did. So I'm, I'm, I'm making this now in six minutes. So before the broadcast is over, you're going to get to see what it looks like. Beautiful. And that's what I love about it. So does anybody have any questions before we go? Um, I don't have a question. I definitely okay. want to show a, uh, a comment. This is from Kathy Cook. She says, great show, Amy. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so Thanks, cute. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... And like I said, that makes a good dessert, it makes a breakfast, a snack, whatever you want to do. So when we first started this lifestyle, like I said, our taste buds, oh, things just, without sugar, oil, and salt, everything just tasted so bland and, oh, it was just awful. But we just kept kept going through. And, you know, for the first week, Rick didn't feel well. He mm -hmm. didn't have fever. But he said, gosh, if I had fever, I would think it was the flu. I really don't know if this lifestyle is for me. 
And mm-hmm. so I said, well, you know, could we just try a little bit longer? So he said, I'm going to go for a week. But if I don't feel better at the end of the week, I'm going to either go see a doctor or I'm just not going to do this anymore. <laughs> but, and then at the end of the week, things started getting better. Now, he was on blood pressure medication. And I did want to bring this up. And I'm sure, Dr. Zhu, you tell your patients this all the time. If you're on diabetes medication or blood pressure medication, and maybe Dr. Zhu will tell you other ones, you really have to be careful. When you first adopt this lifestyle, especially if you're going 100%, you really need to monitor these levels because you could become dangerously over-medicated. And I'm thinking that that may have been part of the reason why Rick wasn't feeling so well because he was taking his blood pressure medications. But I think his blood pressure was dropping mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. he was, maybe it was making him feel, you know, no, but that's a very good point to, uh, to, to bring up, um, you know, Amy is the fact that, you know, you definitely, if you're on medication, you definitely want to have, um, you know, a good discussion, you know, with your provider to let them know like, Hey, I'm going to go on this lifestyle, you know, and, uh, you know, if anything happens, you know, I, I definitely want to reach out to you and you, you people who are on medications that are watching, you definitely want to let them know because sometimes, you know, sometimes it can be over medicating, you know, and that's how we go through the process to, the beautiful side effects of a whole food plant-based, you know, lifestyle is actually de-prescribing. And so, um, you know, you definitely want to work with a provider that, you know, knows how to do that. Um, but definitely, you know, work with someone for that. So. Yeah. And Rick did monitor his blood pressure and he kept a log. And so when he did go to see his doctor, because he really thought he probably should have to be at least reduced. And he showed him the log because he took his blood pressure several times a day. So, we fortunately the doctor was willing to reduce the medication and titrate it down. Not everybody is so fortunate that they may have a doctor that is feels comfortable doing that. So, but there are doctors out there that that are willing to do it, like Doctor Zhu. So, that's, I definitely encourage you to do that. Okay, so our dessert breakfast snack is almost done. I'm going to go with the next recipe, and we we like to call it black bean dip. I call it easy fast food. And when we first began this lifestyle and I was, my taste buds were still neuroadapting, things didn't taste very good. So Rick, he got a recipe kind of like this, but he tweaked it so that it would taste good. And it was the first food that we just could eat and say, this was delicious. It was filling. It was satisfying. And I like that it was easy to make because it's a hate. <laughs> it has <recipe>. <laughs> And then, you know, you cycle through things that you eat. So you get all the kick for Mexican, then you get a kick, you know, for some other Italian. And so every once in a while, we bring this recipe back and we say, this is so good. I don't know why we don't have this all the time because it's just, it's so delicious. And this is when people are first adopting this lifestyle, this is the recipe I say to them, this is what you should make. And also, you could make, this recipe will go well with a grain or sweet potato. And some people with their families who may not be on board or have different tastes, I encourage people to make a potato log. So you just get a whole bunch of different kinds of potatoes, the ones that people like, and you bake them, you can bake them in the oven and batch cooking. And then you make different fixings, and then each person, if they're not on the, on the lifestyle with you, they can put on animal products if they want, but each person can put on something on that 
loaded baked potato to make it good. And this is one thing that you could put in that uh, on that potato bar if you would like. So I have this mixing bowl, and what I'm going to do is this is such an easy recipe. If you want to, you could just get canned beans and put it in here. So one of the things that we have Rick had developed the recipe for was for making beans in the instant pot pressure cooker. So when we make beans, we batch cook them. And then after oh, dessert change, and after we batch cook them, I scoop them out with a measuring cup, one cup at a time, into Ziploc bags, which I rinse out and reuse, and I put them in the freezer. And then Anytime I want a cup of beans, I don't have to open up a can and not use it all. I just have, you know, a certain amount of beans that I want. Or I could take some of these beans out and they're frozen and then put the rest back and then just defrost them easily on the counter or in the microwave. And so I really love to do that. And I just, so I take it, I love my measuring cup. <laughs> I'm all about gadgets. So this one is made out of silicone and then it, it pops open into a cup and I have all the different sizes and then it kind of collapses. And then you can store them right in a drawer. So if you have short on kitchen space that you love gadgets, that's, that's the kind of measuring cup I like. So, like I said, you can just go ahead and pop open a can, cans of beans. And you don't have to make the full recipe. I'm making it because we're going to have some family members over and we're going to serve it. But you could just make it with, you know, one one cup of beans or half a cup of beans. Really just, and, and Rick was just commenting that it freezes very well. So mm. make a whole batch, batch cook it, and then put it in the freezer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put these beans in the mixing bowl here. And we have a really great recipe for these black beans that you could just eat them by themselves because they have so much flavor, but they don't have any salt in them. So they have a lot of, a lot of good flavor. So, and that recipe is also on my website. We, when we were on Chef AJ, actually, we, we did a uh, video with her, and that's on my YouTube channel. How, how we make these beans. And then what we like to do is first we make chickpeas with the seasoning. Mm -hmm. And then we drain the chickpeas into a colander. And then we use that liquid and add a little more water. And then we put the black beans in. So we, we kind of recycle the, the spices. And then after that, Rick was saying <laughs> that we take the, the, the liquid that's left over from the black beans, which was left over from the chickpeas, and then we make it into a soup. So uh. it's, a, it's a great base for a soup. So, and that's what's great about this lifestyle. You can just use your imagination and things go well together. You can combine most anything. And a lot of the recipes that Rick has developed has been by him having leftovers of this and leftovers of that and saying, well, what are we going to do? We don't have really enough for a meal. But if you mix it together, I put this and this and that in it. Then, you know, and I'm sure you do that all the time. Too. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it's really great. So anyway, so we've got the beans, and then we're going to add in now. Depending, if you, you don't have to put the avocado in, that's what we have next. If, you, if you're on this low fat thing and you don't want to put avocado in, then you can just do that. Um, if you want to go completely no salt avocado, and you want the avocado, that's a great thing. We like to get this stuff called guacamole. Some of the grocery stores actually make it and package it that you can purchase it. Or they have a brand called Holy Guacamole, and they have off-brands. Sometimes what we like to do is buy them the brands, and then some of them come in a large container. Some of them come in even little mini ones. And they just have a lot of different uh, flavors and spices. Now, these guacamoles that we buy, 
they do have a small amount of sodium, but it, the amount of sodium is so minuscule that when you're mixing it in with this big recipe, you're really not getting that much extra sodium in your in your diet. And we wouldn't. This would be the only thing that we would have during the course of the day that had any little bit of an added extra salt. But we're really really careful that you know we don't have too many milligrams. So this is mostly a lot of spices and flavor. So I'm going to add that in. And they come in miles or extra spicy, whichever you like. And, you know, my tolerance for spice is really gone. When, when I first began this lifestyle, just the slightest amount of spice, it, I, it just felt like my tongue was on fire or something. But now <laughs> Rick has, Rick has brought, brought up the game. <laughs> and now I can say, yeah, okay, we'll go with the spicy. <laughs> so it's a while though. Okay, so I've got that. So now that's just two ingredients right there. Then we have, we, we also like to put in some salsa. And this, this this particular brand, I mean, most of the salsas that we found had added sugar and then tons and tons of salt. But this particular brand, it doesn't it doesn't have added sugar. It doesn't have the oil, and it just has a small amount of sodium. Which to me, I don't even know why they do it because it, it, I think it tastes just fine without it. But again, when we add up the milligrams of sodium that are together in this dish, it's not going to make us go over what Dr. Furman and other plant-based doctors recommend as your extra sodium that you wanted to include it in your, in your diet for the day. But most of the time when we make things, they don't come in a, a jar or a can or a box or a package. So, you know, once in a while you have something like this and it's really not, not going to affect affect you because you're not adding too much sodium. If that's a, now not everybody is sodium free, so some people it, it doesn't even matter for them. Okay, so there you go. That's the that's the third ingredient. All right. And then this is something you could make. It's called pico de gallo, but we like to buy it in the store. And so it just and that just kind of adds a little heat onto it. And I just like the recipe because if you're a newbie and you don't not familiar with the kitchen and you don't know what to do you can just dump things in and, and you have a meal. And if you're traveling, you could probably find a lot of these ingredients as you when you're traveling, especially if you're not going internationally, and you could be able to find that. So so Rick is saying it's tomatoes and onions and cilantro. It, and a little and a little garlic and of course the lemon juice to keep it from turning acidy. But so then we have that. Now that's, I mean, right there, you have so much flavor that I don't even think that you really would, would need to add, you know, anything else. So, but what you could do if you wanted, if you were just a newbie and you wanted to have more salty flavors, is you could add a, a salt substitute. And when I first started, a lot of the salt substitutes that I found, they had black pepper in them. And, and I, was, I said to myself, I'm eating it, I'm trying to make this taste salty, but all I taste is black pepper. It doesn't taste like, uh, I think it was Mrs. Dash that we tried. This, this doesn't, this isn't doing it for me. So then we, we found out about table tasty. So that's something that sometimes we'll use, but we don't use it in this because we feel that it has enough salty flavor. But it, in a newbie, if you're going without salt, you might want to add this. And then another thing that we found out about, and you, because you're a chef, but now everybody's familiar with it. It's called sumac. And it kind of has a citrusy kind of taste, which trips your taste buds 
so that you would know that they think that, it, that your taste buds kind of get tricked to make it to think it's salty. So you could add one or both of this, and I have mm -hmm. maybe like a tablespoon or two tablespoons. And, and again, you're not having anything to worry about as far as coarse contamination. So you could just put a little bit in, mix it in, and take a taste and not have to worry about it. And then you could always add more if you wanted to. So mm -hmm. that's just a lot of, that's a different thing that you could do as far as the recipe. So now, in the beginning, I think a lot of people also, it's texture. So not it's not always flavor. Sometimes it's texture. Sometimes if they, if they, if it tastes gritty or lumpy, sometimes it can even make people gag when they're, when they're new at eating these kinds of foods. So it may not be that the particular thing that you're trying to eat is something that you don't like. It just may be that it hasn't been prepared in the way that you so give these things a, a, a chance. And so the reason why I was saying that is because in the beginning, this was too lumpy and I don't know, it just felt weird to eat it. It was, it was a different kind of consistency that we weren't used to because of the kinds of things that, you know, in the standard American diet, there's so many things that, that people eat that are processed. We don't, I don't even know if we know what the texture is anymore because most of the things that people eat on the standard American diet, it just kind of dissolves in your mouth. You don't really have to chew, you know, other than mm -hmm. the animal products. So, mm -hmm. so this is a like a pie crust kind of masher thing. And we we sometimes we would take that and we would mash it up and make it into a creamier consistency. Mm. But you don't have to do that. That's just trying things different in different ways. You know, if you mm -hmm. don't like something, curate it. And drink it like a soup, and you might like it that way until you, mm. until you taste the zero death. Yeah, and like Rick said, this would make a great soup. It's yep. so much flavor in this. So this is this is not for people that just like plain things. This is you know when you when you want flavor, and especially if you're giving up the sugar and salt and oil, you you want something to look forward to. And I can I can just smell the aromas. And you were talking about earlier how. You, your senses become heightened. Yep. My sense of smell has become heightened. If I go in the grocery store and I pass down an, an aisle with like air fresheners or with marshmallows or something, the, the aroma now to me is just, especially the ones with the laundry detergent, it's, it's too much. It's, it's overwhelming. And I didn't even notice it before. So now I've, I've changed over laundry detergents where I don't, I don't, use anything that have added sense because it's it's that even after the clothes are washed and I, I might wear them a few days later, I can still smell that that scent from the laundry detergent or the fabric softener. So it just everything kind of changes and your your senses definitely heighten. So there it is. I mean that's pretty pretty easy. And what I was saying before is it does go goes with grains and rice and quinoa, whatever, or you can eat it plain. And so most of the time what we like to do is have it with a potato. So there's all kinds of different, try different kinds of potatoes. They, you have sweet potatoes, which are great. You have Japanese potatoes, purple mm -hmm. potatoes. Oh, beautiful. Right? There's just so many different kinds of potatoes. They have different consistencies to them and different uh, flavors to them. So if you're not a fan of potatoes, try different kinds and you might find that You'll like them. 
So this yeah. is just something that I would I would take that and I would just put it on. And you could even eat this whole. You know, we don't have. And sometimes we'll take this and we might heat this up if it's if it's chilly and we want to feel a little warmth. So we'll have the potato warm and we'll have this warm on top of it. But that's just something that you can do, or you can make this into a little little boat and kind of scoop out the middle of the potato and then put that inside of there like that. However you want to do it. Beautiful, beautiful. It's just, it's just so delicious. But you know what? Especially with these purple potatoes, I could just eat this like this. And to me, it almost tastes like a dessert. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that way in the beginning. It's just that yeah. buds have neuroadapt and I and my my sense of taste and smell has heightened and I can taste the different complexities of the, even just plain fruits and vegetables that I never could taste before. And it's, it's just awesome. So that's something that you could have. And that that's what I recommend for newbies. If you have. What? Oh, Rick wanted me to tell you. should be here. He wanted me to tell you that this would be great if you added some pineapple. Or some, okay. Or some mango. <laughs> tastes really good, and he's just—he's all. He probably—he probably likes uh, like a mango salsa, right? Like. <laughs> he does he does? You can put yeah. Corn in and, right, and he also wanted me to tell you that if you you could take unsalted corn, like a can, or from the corn on the cob, you can dump that in. Okay. And if you really, but you know, with corn and the soy. I, I try to go organic with everything, but if you can't, please, with corn and soy, I really think you should. So, and then another thing that we found is this, this is called Rotel, and this, if you, you can find it, they have one with no salt added. And this has uh, chilies in it and, and tomatoes, and you could even put this, add this into it if you really want a half a can, because it's pretty intense. But you, you, that's a that's half a can. And then, yeah, this one is mild, but if you wanted to take it up a notch. But I was just trying to show you an easy thing to do that you didn't have to worry, you know, too much about it. Like I said, you could nice. add nutritional yeast to the sumac to make it easier. Yeah. I think um, I think it's a great demonstration um, and uh, just really you know, when you prepare meals like this, um, it just allows you to, you know, when you're when you're going, you know, a much further and advanced, you know, saying without the salt and uh, and everything like that, you know, it allows us to, you know, really just taste the food. And the food had actually has a lot of flavorings, like you said. And when we're getting to a healthier state, you know, we are being able to, you know, sense more of that in our, you know, taste buds and palate. So, uh, so I see that you got the, got, they're chia bars now, right? Right. Well, you know, date nut chia bars. And if you could, oh, if you could smell this, it's, it made the whole kitchen. I could just smell it. <laughs> and so what? And it's pretty warm now. But what, you, what Rick did, he just kind of cut them up into bars. And you could take these and and wrap them up individually. Now, if you want to use foil, I don't recommend you letting it touch your food. So I would put it in parchment paper and then foil over it. And because they say that you shouldn't use foil and allow it to because of the aluminum. But you could just put them in little containers. And these are great for traveling too, you know, yep. because they come out like a bar. So how long uh, how long can they last for? Well, that's you know what, you, you know what the joke is, right? Doctors do. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> they don't come for <laughs> They're already gone. <laughs> so, I I think, yeah, Rick says about a week. But if you freeze them, 
you know, I think that they'll last, last a while. So, but yeah, they're just so good. Or you could just, if you wanted to make a bowl of oatmeal, you could take it and, and break it up and sprinkle it in your own. I mean, yeah, it's just so, yeah, kind of like granola. But it is, it's soft, it's not crunchy. So I'll just, I'm just going to take, I'll take a fork and just kind of uh, show you that you can cut into it with a fork. So it's, 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 it's pretty, it, it's there you go. old enough to, to eat like that, but it's still soft, it's not crunchy. That's but good. The, oh, good. just yeah. Good. Apples, good. And yeah, sometimes Rick has, he said apples. Sometimes he takes sliced apples and mixes it in with that. So there's just so many ways. Just yeah, and that makes it an apple crisp. An apple crisp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just so many things. That, don't be afraid because it's really hard to make a mistake. And just taste as you go. Put a little bit of, of whatever the seasoning is, and then and remember that. And Dr. Zoo probably can tell you about that, that, you know, if your spices aren't fresh, they're not going to be as potent. And so just go a little bit of time and, and make sure that if they're fresh, you don't put as much in as if you had them in your cabinet for a while. <laughs> All right. Well... Well, that looks amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, that was a beautiful uh, presentation. And uh, we definitely want to include those recipes, you know, on the show notes and links to, you know, all your platforms. And, you know, thank you so much for taking the time out, you know, having us in your kitchen, um, you know, even your uh, husband popping in and out, you know, it was really, really lovely to see because I think, you know, couples that are, you know, in the kitchen together, you know, just reinforces, you know, good uh, social connections, you know, good relationships. And, you know, we teach lifestyle medicine and that's, a you know, another pillar for health, you know what I'm saying? So it's really nice to see, you know, a, a couple, an example of a couple that, you know, does well together as well. So thank you so much for being examples and being role models for the community and for doing what you do. So and congratulations on your 200th uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And thanks for having me on, Dr. Sue. Oh, it was my pleasure. My pleasure. So guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. Um, you know, if you like this and if you feel this is a benefit to someone else, please uh, like, share, and uh, subscribe, and please follow Be Green uh, with Amy and follow her channel as well. And uh, please say goodbye to uh, Amy. Be strong, be well, and be green. Yay. Bye-bye. <laughs>。Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.